Bonjour and welcome to another episode of Street Focus, an ongoing exploration of urban photography. I'm your host, Valérie Jardin. Well, today my guest is my good friend and photographer extraordinaire, Karen Hutton. Karen is not a street photographer. Her thing is more the dreamy landscapes and nature photography. Actually, she and I could not be more different in what we shoot and how much time we spend in post-processing because she will create magic in Photoshop and I'm very minimalist with the five-second rule per picture with a couple slider action in, in Lightroom. So, so you can imagine how excited I was when I invited Karen to hit the streets of Paris with me on my last workshop and she accepted. So the week-long workshop in Paris is it's really more about seeing photographically but of course as you can imagine it's a There's a big, big emphasis on street photography. So, uh, Karen hit the streets in Paris on my workshop in May, and I'm just so excited to have her on the show to share her, her impressions on uh, how do you go from shooting landscape to shooting streets. Hey, Karen, how are you? Hey, Valerie, I am great. And it was so, so, so exciting to get to do that workshop with you and to see Paris and see Paris in, with new eyes in a, in a new way. And I loved spending the time with you. So thank you for inviting me. Oh, uh, it was a blast. And uh, well, the street focus audience, because they street photographers, they may not know who you are. So uh, who is Karen Hutton and what turns her on photographically normally? <laughs> Oh when she's God. not hitting the streets of Paris. <laughs> <laughs> I just, well, I love photography, period. I happen to become known for my landscapes, but that wasn't where I started. I mean, I started in black and white photography, developing in a dark room, you know, 30, I don't know, five years ago, maybe. Um, dark room chemicals made me sick. I had to change my dreams and aspirations of being a professional photographer at that time and go and do other things. But so this is all kind of a return to my roots. But um, so I'm so what happened when I came back into digital was somehow my landscapes, I live in the, in the mountains, I live in the Lake Tahoe area. So that just happened to be what I had to shoot. So that was what stuck to the wall, so to speak. Um, so that's how I became known for that. But really, I really love shooting artsy fartsy i love shooting street i'm not as accustomed to shooting people mm -hmm. and that was one of the things i was excited about with the workshop was how do you how does valerie jordan approach people on the street so i was curious and open and i think anybody with a high level of skill or an artist really needs to keep expanding their horizons and not simply pigeonhole themselves as i only do this because i don't think you improve and and grow that way yeah so so true so true mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. and often it's a huge challenge for people who are used to you know shooting on a tripod taking yep. their time coming back for a better light and so forth to shift gear completely i mean you can be further away from what you've used right. to and shooting street where you're working with uh, a fraction of a second you don't get a second chance to get the shot right. so were you apprehensive I, to be honest i was a little bit apprehensive that you show up with two tripods <laughs> <laughs> no you know what i was really excited i was not apprehensive i was beyond excited i was what i call helmet 
That's when you're so excited that you need to wear a helmet for your own safety and the safety of others. Um, <laughs> I was so excited because I wanted to crack the code. I, wa- I really wanted to know. I've been places as a landscape photographer to big cities and things, and I came home looking at my photos going, it's just missing. It's missing the story. It's missing part of the flavor and the story of, of my experience. How do you do that? And so I was really excited to kind of fill that area of my, um, I felt I was weak in that area. So I was not interested in showing up with my tripod and to, you know, all that stuff because I wanted to immerse. Mm -hmm. I really wanted to step into your world and see what it was all about and taste it, smell it and feel it. I think that's one of the things I always liked about being an actor, which I was for many years was, was, you know, stepping into someone else's skin. Yeah. So Imagine my delight when I went, I love this. <laughs> this is awesome. It's all storytelling, you know? Yeah. I mean, even good landscape photography is good storytelling. It's very technical, um, landscape photography is, and it requires a lot of gear, and, and it's kind of a, you're sort of in a box in a way because you have to use a tripod. Because you have to, so this was really a lot of freedom for More me. liberating, yeah. It was really liberating. And, and uh, of course, the cameras that I brought, I was determined not to have to lug my heavy, 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 you know, Canon gear with me because it's very hard to, to kind of blend in with these big honking cameras. So I was so excited to that Fuji felt good for me and that I had my mirrorless set up you know, with me to, to try this, that really helped a lot. Yeah. And you still had a bigger bag than me. Uh, cause you carry, yeah. you carry two cameras. I know each with a lens, a different lens, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because well, I, you didn't only shoot street. So correct. you wanted to be prepared to, to tell your story of Paris. Yeah. I was kind of on a mission of, uh, of the way I like to tell a story. I wanted to in- include like the first couple days, I really, only carried my um, Fuji X-T1 or uh, whichever X-T10, whichever one I happen to have on hand, and the 27 millimeter, you know, just the little pancake. I really wanted to try that, and I loved it. And if I were going to be a street photographer, and that was all I was going to do, that's probably something like that or, you know, similar Mm -hmm. is what I would carry. But then after a couple days, I went, okay, I see how this works in, in my world of storytelling, Um, and it's great and I love it, but to do what I really need to do for what I came here for, I need to include these other lenses too. So I did a bit of both. Mm -hmm. And I remember the, the day before the workshop started, I met you and, um, met with you and we started walking the streets of the neighborhood Mm -hmm. because I want Mm -hmm. you to get familiar with the area and, uh, and, uh, the light was good and you stopped and looked at this, this beautiful light on this church and I saw some hesitation and I'm like what are you waiting for (laughs) he's like right and I could tell you were kind of like the anxiety level you know Uh there were people yes (laughs) you're like you you were waiting for people to get out of your frame I'm like well no they're there that's one wonderful what what why would you want to wait for the people to leave it would be I I would and so it's so funny how we approach things differently because for me something with no people in the frame lacks interest and for you you're so wired to to have the the area devoid of people that you were waiting for that time so you really had to to shift gear well there were so many moments and of course this speaks a lot to the way you teach valerie Mm -hmm. i mean this was you did this within your workshop too with your participants because i in landscape you know fine art photography you know fine art landscape photography 
part of that means no buildings, you know, no like houses and no people. Mm-hmm. I mean, the houses could be justified like if it's in Lofoten, Norway, and it's those incredibly little red cabins, you know, that are by the lake. You know, you can justify that because it becomes part of the scenery. But if there's people milling around, it's no good. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I love shooting ancient architecture. So. I always applied that. I don't know why I can't really justify that, but I just always applied that rule to the architecture because the architecture told the story and the people were just distracting. So you would, you very, you know, quietly say, well, you know, I, I like the people, the people are the story. And then you don't say any more than that. We just go on. And then those words just kind of rattle around in my head and, you know, <laughs> ring in my head. And I'm like, Okay, she just threw down. She just threw down a challenge. In the, you know, and you don't intend it as a challenge, but I go, all right, so what if I look that way? So you just kind of like do a little shift in your mind and go, people, okay, people. So what's the story? And like my, my thinking is always, what's the story? If I'm going to include people, what's the justification? What's the story? So then you start looking for the story. Mm-hmm. And then like the day light, let's talk about light for a second and people. You said I was like waiting in line to go to the top of the Notre Dame. Yeah, and I was uh, getting ready for the for the photo walk. Yeah, that was right. before before we started that day. I remember. Yeah, and I was out there really early, and it was like okay, landscapes. We love we love beautiful, like glowing uh, light that bathes everything, and and we don't like harsh shadows. We don't like harsh light. We like mm-hmm. clouds. We like all that. So this was a just a glaring blue sky like harsh light how to these, get this panicked nasty, panicked yeah, <laughs> text nasty, message yeah exactly these nasty shadows and i'm like oh what the heck so I, I, don't, I don't even know what i wrote to you but you wrote look at the shadows and i looked down and watched people walk by and i'm like holy crap i never even noticed that <laughs> and so then i'm just sitting there in line and i'm just watching these and it was this big broad sidewalk and there wasn't a ton of people so when either people or couples or whatever would walk by, the shadow play along the sidewalk where I was sitting was phenomenal. Yeah. And I never would have noticed that. And that's all you do. I and mean, that's, that's the great thing about the way you teach. You go, oh, look at that. Yeah. Oh, look at that. And then you, let, you give people and you gave me the space to work out what that means mm-hmm. and to look at it and to kind of have your own thoughts about it, which is what you really need if you're going to be successful at any of this. Yeah, yeah, so true. So kudos to you, and thank you for doing that. I learned so much. Thank you. Well, you. Uh, so, so yeah, the, the approach of dealing with light and, and making whatever light work for you. And, uh, and, and, and landscape, yeah, you can, you can favor either end of the day. And yeah. Then, uh, yeah. That's what, see, that's what landscape photographers do. They go mm-hmm. somewhere and they shoot early in the morning, which of course I hate because I don't <laughs> getting up early. Um, and then they shoot sunset, which I love because I love sunsets. And yeah. then you sleep during the day. Now I can never do that because there's too much life going on during the day. So of course I'm just exhausted all the time because I'm trying to get all <laughs> that beautiful Zombie Karen. Light. Yeah, zombie Karen. Cause I'm just trying to get everything and, um, and I'm reasonably successful, but in this trip, since I, you know, chose to really immerse and embrace, I didn't stay up late at night, mostly cause I was too exhausted from running around with you around Paris all day. And, um, but you would say use the available light. And at first, when you first started saying that, I was like, now, what do you mean use what's there. And I knew, I know how to use light in a certain way, but it wasn't until I went through this workshop that I went, Oh my God, I never thought about it. So then I started looking for silhouettes and for shadows and for like, I'm like, come on, glaring light, hit me, you know, bring it, (laughs) 
bring on the the non-landscape light and let me see what I can do with yeah. it by the end of the week. It was really, really exciting. Yeah, that was fun. So, um, so what was the biggest challenge for you overall? Oh boy, well, people not getting lost. <laughs> not well. No, that was not a problem for me. I had no problem getting lost. Yeah, um, so not getting lost was a challenge. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. You know what it was? I'd get lost in time. I always knew yeah. where I was. I didn't always know where you guys were, <laughs> but I always knew where I was, and I just had a really hard time staying with time. Yeah, because I would I, time would just become I don't even know what it was because I was not part I was not one with it. <laughs> I was just in my own little world, and it was such a gift and it was such a blessing, and I learned so much. And the other thing I walked away from this going, all right, I thought to myself, man, if people really looked at my body of work and what it is I like to shoot. They think I was like schizophrenic or something uh, because I don't just love and, and I don't just shoot one type of thing. I'm known for these landscapes, mm -hmm. but um, my roots are very different from that. And I enjoy shooting things. And I like going places and being able to tell a full story of the experience, not just the landscapes. So and that so that was like a huge thing to, to learn better because now I'm looking at my Paris pictures and I'm like, oh, there's the story. It's there. Yay. And of course, I'm going to be 10 years going through all these images. But I started thinking, now, what is this like when you go, like you said in the beginning, the very first day of the workshop, you said you want to be able to shoot in such a way that you could put a book together, uh, a storybook of your trip and tell the story in your images. And so you have to shoot for that. So I did that. And I thought, okay, apply that to the greater picture. And I thought, it's like focus stacking because focus stacking is where you create incredible depth of field in one image by shooting at at progressive depths of field and then you you know put that image together into one so it looks like it's absolutely crystal clear from the very closest part of the image to the very farthest and people I don't do it cuz it's way too much work but people do it by focus stacking it's a technique mm -hmm. so i thought this is a lot like focus stacking because this way you're telling a story from the up close and personal, the, you know, the, the orange umbrella against the blue wall, like, like right up there in your face or a macro of, of a flower. Or, and then you move it out to the, the person, the people on the street, the person on the bicycle, the woman thinking the silhouette, you know, you've got that level of it. And then you've got, you know, the artistic fruits and vegetables or the beautiful park. And it, you just keep moving those rings out and then you have your, you know, well, you don't really shoot landscape necessarily in Paris, but you know, your bigger, more epic yeah. types of photos. Your, your landmarks. And right. Stuff. And it's like one big focus stacked uh, image or presentation or, you know, here was my experience. And I thought that was a really interesting juxtaposition of ideas. And that's exactly the gift you gave me was the ability to do that. Mm -hmm. And you do it so effortlessly. I love how much time you give people in the workshop to go and 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 do the things that you give them and the things you give them are so powerful it takes time yeah. i've been in, i've been in so many situations where people get rushed you know through this they don't have enough time to to go and shoot and then there's no time for critique and you did that too and there's no time you know nobody gets fed and we all got fed <laughs> we ate well <laughs> we ate really well and we had incredible experiences and everybody and but people bonded and i'm like i see why people go back to your workshops over and over again <laughs> yeah I want to go to Rome now. That's right. So you're coming to Rome in April. That's going to be a blast. Uh, uh, yeah. Well, we'll see. I hope so. <laughs> yeah, that would be awesome. Yeah, it's um, 
it's it's fun. It's it's new for a lot of people, and the groups are small. I mean, there was ten of uh, ten ten students, and um, and and you're right. It's all about the camaraderie. I mean, look how sad it was to leave everyone oh my God. after a I, week. Yeah, I know, and it's the week went by way too fast. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, I, I thought about you know my concept of street photography. Now I'm sure everybody's got a different concept of street photography. There's different camps, you know, in every. Um, genre of photography Mm -hmm. but the way you approach it is uh so fantastic because it is street photography but you also include the the art you know like um i don't know what else to call it it's like where you you know find some unique there was that by the church there was all those like umbrellas and tables and those brightly colored you know patio things that were leaning against that really interesting wall different combinations of the colors and the lines of all of those things created really interesting art shots. Mm-hmm. So we had those, and then you've got portraits where people were doing street portraits, and then people were doing street photography or, or architectural something or other. And even after the workshop, I was there two, two and a half more weeks, and I just kept applying what you taught me and blending it with what I wanted to do in addition and came up with a whole different voice mm-hmm. of my trip oh that's that's so fun and we we had really we got along so well and we had we had oh my so much fun and we we're like we we're like sisters except that we, yep. we had so many you know it's so funny and it's what people said your passion just you have the same passion you just shoot yep. different things you just shoot different things but and you're right about the typecasting like I don't only shoot street I mean I shoot anything that moves right. me right. and but it's so you're so quickly typecasted uh, Oh, yeah. And I mean, that's fine. And it's it's okay. Yeah. It's also, um, yeah. And and ultimately, I think uh, street photography is where my true passion is. So although I I like to see everything through my lens, um, if I had to narrow it down, it would just be street photography if I had to pick one thing. And for you, it would probably be closer to nature. Well, I think maybe so. But then on the other hand, the bigger, like, Closer to nature is me personally, but then again, I see, I, lo- I mean, I loved all my time in Paris. I did mm-hmm. not <laughs> wish I were out in nature when I was in the middle of Paris at all. Yeah. But the thing is that my point of view, my kind of stance in all of this and in life is about living your life as if it were your art, mm-hmm. applying the same kind of passion and love and thought and form to your life that we do to the to to the things that we're passionate about in our life. Yeah. And and I and that's why that's what enables me to not feel stuck or pigeonholed in one particular genre or type of anything because you know life as art in, is inclusive. It's mm-hmm. not exclusive and it doesn't have an attitude and it enables you to adopt a kindergarten mind to something new rather than approach it with well you know, I know this and, you know, this, that, I don't believe that. And, you know, this has been my experience and, you know, to, to know stuff is kind of a burden sometimes. Yeah. So you have to have, if you're really going to be available and open to being moved by something new, you really have to decide to, for, you know, it's like Yoda, forget what you once knew. I don't know if those are his exact words, mm-hmm. but, you know, you have to be in the moment. You got to put on a kindergarten frame of mind where everything is wondrous. Yeah. Everything is incredible. And, and everything is new. And even if it's not new, it's coming in a new way. And combined with what you know, it becomes new. And it's really exciting. And it's worth getting up for. 
And that is a life. Yeah, yeah. That's that's the thing that um, more than what I, you know, well, what are you doing photography? And it's like, I live life. Yeah, I, so true. Yeah. So yeah. I think that's an important thing. It, it is. So will you shoot street again when you hit the, your next big city? Heck yeah. Heck yeah. I can't wait to hit my next big city because... I still love my architecture and I still want to get out mm -hmm. in the countryside, which I did, you know, out in France. But now when I go to a new place, I've always known what the experience was. I just couldn't quite, it just was never happy with the way I captured it. And so what you did in the simplest way possible was give me the tools to break it down into the component parts of the experience so that when I pull up the pictures, there it is. I've mm -hmm. never really quite felt like I cracked the code on that until now. And now you can sleep in. You don't have to catch sunrise. Oh my God. It's, it's a revelation. <laughs> sleep in till nine and go for yeah. coffee at a croissant well, and then hit the streets when everybody's see, out. Yeah. And that's the other thing, you know, hanging with you, you said it 25,000 times if you said it once, which is the French, um, they worked, wait, they, I, I get it always backwards. Work I know what to it means. live. Work to live. Not. They don't live to work. Mm -hmm. And yeah. here in America, it's like, oh, my God, you know, work, 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 work. And you've got to have so many things going on. And, and I do that, and it drives me insane. It makes me exhausted, and, and I'm not real happy. And I get over there, and I just decided, well, I'm in France. I'm going to adopt this, this frame of mind. And, of course, you kept saying it five times a day, so I couldn't, help, <laughs> I couldn't get away from it. And, uh, and all of a sudden, it started to have its effect on me, and it, it subtly shifted the way I look at all of this and I'm excited. I came back and it was kind of jarring, you know, to be yeah. back in the hurda, 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 everything around is like, Oh my God, you got to produce, produce, produce. And yeah. I'm just sort of like a little Island now in the middle of it. Yeah. A little more Zen. I'm going, all right, right. But a little more Zen, a little more, what do I want to do with all of this? So mm -hmm. that was, that was the gift that keeps on giving about the whole thing. And that's just part of, you know, that's just part of what you naturally give people. It's just, it's a huge gift. Oh, thank you. Now, if I could live by that myself, that'd be really cool. Well, yeah. So I'm here to just like spit it back in your face. Yeah. Remind <laughs> yeah, me when I'm working seven days a week. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Remember that thing you said to me when Paris? Or... So, yeah. Oh, that uh, was awesome. Well, Karen, thank you so much for sharing uh, your experience because You know, a, a, a lot of our listeners just shoot street. So they have no idea how it would feel like for someone who shoots something entirely different to just to be introduced to that world. Just like most street photographers, you know, are not really planning anytime soon to get up at 3 a.m. to climb a mountain to go photograph sunrise. So, um, but maybe just they should. The record, neither am I. <laughs> <laughs> But I'll take them to a beautiful sunset spot where, yeah. it, you know, if you do it right, nobody will ever know the difference. That's right. That's true. So true. So where can people go see more of your work? Well, you can find me at KarenHutton.com. That's K-A-R-E-N-H-U-T-T-O-N.com. And uh, that'll take you everywhere you need to go. Everywhere. Beautiful, beautiful website. Really beautiful work. I mean, your images have your signature. Definitely. It, there is something that's magical and that's karen's magic and uh, i highly recommend whether you a street photographer or you shoot anything else just go check out go go check out karen's website thank for you sure. thank you for that that's very sweet and uh, ditto and I, uh, i have so much to learn from you in um how to use um all those tools that i have that i never use but maybe i just don't want to maybe well, I, th i think that's probably why street photography is perfect for me because I don't have the patience to spend time on, in Photoshop and such. So 
Well, isn't it amazing that photography nowadays is such that whatever, however you like to work and whatever it is you like to do, you can do it. Yeah. It's all, it's all there. Yeah, it's so true. Yeah. You know, yeah. I was going to say that the, um, the one thing, the kind of the parting thought is as a skier, I'm a, I'm a downhill ski person. Uh, my best mentor, my best coach said, you're a really good skier when you can ski any mountain under any condition, any time. Doesn't yeah. matter. It doesn't have to be fast. It just has to be competent no matter what. And I feel that that rule applied to photography is my aim that mm-hmm. I want to be able to shoot on, you know, anytime, anywhere, it doesn't matter. I've got no excuses. That's and right. now, now I have even fewer excuses because now I actually understand how to go to a city and capture it. Valerie Jardin style. <laughs> Thank you, Karen. Thank you so much for, for being on the show. You are so welcome. It was my joy, my delight. And I'll catch you at another big city very soon. Oh, you so will. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. And we are at the end of another episode of Street Focus. Please head over to thisweekinphoto.com slash street to subscribe to the show. And then check out our Street Focus group on Facebook and the Google Plus community page as well. My name is Valérie Jardin, and you've been listening to Street Focus. Now it's time to grab that camera and hit the streets.